People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, thank you for joining us for episode 26 of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I'm Matt. I'm alongside the big man, Joe. What's up? We are watching Evolve 111, which takes place in a suburb close to Detroit, Michigan. Hello, Detroit. And it's it's great that we're using this as our uh, wrestling show to watch because you and I... Over the over this past weekend, we're actually at Evolve 110, which took place in Cicero, Illinois, in the Cicero Stadium. And there's a lot to talk about here, but I, overall reaction, what would it be? Dude, I had a blast. <laughs> I feel like I feel like right now, like you and I are talking to a brick wall, at least to an extent, because it seems like no matter how much we talk about these shows, yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't get very many people willing to, to to go and experience them for one reason or another. I mean, I'm not saying it's all those WWE fans or anything like that, but that is part of it. You know, I mean, let's face it they're they're pretty stubborn. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. But uh, it was a it was a fucking blast. For those of you who don't know, Evolve is billed as wrestling for everyone, and they do have something for everyone. It is kid friendly, but you don't like you're not going to be disappointed. for For all the adult fans out there, you're it's it's an awesome awesome fucking show. As we see um, Darby Allen in the ring, who continues to fucking impress me every time we see him, especially live. He does some shit. And you just, you're like, he's so small. He's so small. He looks really scrawny. But he goes and he fights. He fights like a, a someone twice his size. Uh, you know, the first time I, I had ever saw him was, uh, I believe it was WrestleMania weekend, where he was fighting Volter. <laughs> and he gets in the yeah. ring and it looks like a classic David versus Goliath match. And don't get me wrong, Walter won, but some of this shit, they were doing to each other. Mm-hmm. I could not believe my eyes. And Darby Allen has definitely won me over as a performer, as a as an in, you know, with his in ring work and and everything he continues to do at our show. It was the first time he ever fought Matt Riddle, which was so fucking awesome to see. And he does he does a move similar to the 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 trust fall that Kofi Kingston does to give you guys uh, like a barometer. Yeah. And he went to do it to Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle moved out of the way and he landed on the apron, like the corner of the apron of the ring and then fell immediately to the to ringside area and damn, I, I thought he was dead. Uh, <laughs> it just sounded bad too. Just like a... Like JR would say, like a sickening thud, you know? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. It was fucking horrible. But he got up and he finished the match. and It was a hell of a match. I was really, really fucking impressed with Darby Allen. So we're watching this 111 here again. It's happening in Michigan. Livonia, Michigan. Livonia, Michigan, okay. I've only passed through Livonia once. On your way to WrestleMania? No, actually. Oh, okay. uh, oh all right, twice. I twice. take that back, all twice. Right. 
Yeah, once for WrestleMania and then once to uh, to go visit some family. Gotcha. Okay. So this venue, again, Evolve is, is a very uh, independent company. It's a very small company. And this particular venue doesn't have any guardrails. There's no room. There's no room for guardrails, right. Because if you look, there's what... Th- Three, four rows max. Yeah, very much like uh, if you the old PW now now the old PWG, PWG venue, the VFW hall. <laughs> so Darby Allen does a lot of a lot of moves on the outside, and I'm watching. It's like this is gonna be interesting because what do they use? And for this particular case, he did a uh, a suicide dive on the outside. He's fighting uh, Brian Idol right now, and he does a suicide dive, and instead of having you know using the guardrail, he just. I, I, they had to like scope them out because they picked like the biggest dudes in the front row. I mean, these guys are large, just, just like super large dudes, and they just they dove right. He just died right into them and landed right into their lap, and and they didn't even budge. Like, that was impressive. No, the first time I saw Darby Allen, and this is I, I ended up taking it back because it doesn't doesn't quite give him justice. But I, I said he was the talented version of Mikey Whipwreck. And what I meant by that is that this this dude sells in ways that I haven't seen in quite some time. And that's what made what Michael Whipwreck a standout during uh, when before he became you know East World Heavyweight Champion and all that stuff. He was just a guy that got his ass whooped, but <laughs> sold it like any, like nobody else could. More talented because Darby Allen is far more talented than Mikey Whipwreck. With all due respect to Mikey, but uh, I don't think that gives him justice. He is a really good all-around performer. The character is great. Spots are good, and they're not—they're not overbearing. It's not this complete train wreck where he's just throwing his body on the line. The, <laughs> the, 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 the Walter matches, yeah, but that's what you kind of expected with those. But we saw here there was some wrestling, there were some high spots, and then you know it, it was—it was a good formula. And he beat him. He beat uh, Brian Idol with an Indian deathlock. Yeah, which. Shit, especially from someone that small, you're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> but he did, he beat him with that. But going back to what you said about about Evolve, this, this smaller independent wrestling as is, you know, people look at independent wrestling, and it's not just WWE fans, you're right. It's, it's also fans of the New Japan Pro Wrestling, of Ring of Honor, and these now bigger uh, independent circuits, that they look at these smaller things, these smaller... Uh, uh, companies, they're like, oh, there's there's no talent there. Eventually, they'll get better, and then they'll come to Ring of Honor or something of that nature. And that's the mindset. And it's unfortunate because we have we have this plethora of, of wrestling out there that is so easy to gain access to. I mean, everybody has the internet. Or, I mean, you have to be listening to the show. Yeah. So my point is, you know, you have something like Evolve that's under the the parent company of WWN that has their own streaming service. Everybody else that's anybody seems to have their own streaming service or their affiliated streaming service. You and I have talked about a, before we started recording, actually a small uh, wrestling company based out of Indiana, Northwest Indiana, called Black Label Pro that I was considering going to the show. I'm still on the fence of whether I'm going to go or not. If I don't go, I can stream them on Powerbomb TV which is another streaming service that streams a lot of smaller independent companies. So you can see independent stuff from all over the world because a lot of independent wrestling is regional. But now with stuff like 
streaming services, including Powerbomb TV, it's it's national or international if you want yeah. to be. So very accessible. There's no reason to to, to kind of turn your nose at it and say, oh, it's not good. It's not good wrestling uh, until you try it. And I, we, you and I have mutual friends that are on that boat where we tell them about them all the time, and it's just it kind of goes over the you know on deaf ears, and it's like, man, that's fine. I mean, you don't want to watch it, you don't want to watch it. I mean, we're not saying you're wrong for not watching it, but it's crazy because when you and I were done with the show, you know, we were just kind of like basically thanking each other for liking this stuff <laughs> so we have somebody to go with. Because, if, you, know, if, you know, if we didn't have each other, you know, I'd, we have to bring our wives who don't like wrestling. And so My- to share that experience with somebody else is, is great. My little girl was supposed to come with us, and she ended up not being able to. She broke her tailbone, had to have surgery. Get well. Get well soon. Babe. Absolutely. Yeah, she she was very downtrodden about it. She really wanted to go. But I'm glad she didn't because there was a potential for her to, to, to fuck up her stitches. And, and I don't want to have that happen because she's coming to All In with us. Yeah. So uh, I need her to heal up and... And, and get ready for that. But um, I ended up having to try to pawn off the tickets that she was going to go and uh, take. And so I, I th- there was a bunch of different people I asked. It's funny you mentioned how you try to get people to watch stuff and they're just not interested. I tried to pawn the tickets off to a group on Facebook with a bunch of old school wrestling dorks. I mean, and, and that's not, they're not dorks in a bad way. Like, they're just super geeks. Yeah, they and love wrestling. They love wrestling. wrestling and I had posted the information about the tickets, and they're like, well, if someone, you know, if they're legit tickets, someone in here will help you if they can. And uh, no one was able to. But immediately, someone asked, what major talent is on the show? Like, give us this, the info for the shows. And so I went and did that, and... It was like crickets. <laughs> and, and, and again, it, it was a stretch trying to sell tickets to those guys because they only really do old school stuff. Yeah. But they will go to independent shows all the time. And now I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much under the assumption that they do go to these things. But it's only when like legends are available for autographs and shit. And they probably really don't give two fucks about who's wrestling in the ring, unfortunately. that That's kind of a shame. Uh, depending on what show you're at because shit i mean if the rock and roll express is there great but if you have right now we're again we're watching evolve 111 you have josh briggs and john davis in the ring you and i got to see those two in a triple threat at evolve 110 and we were like i can't wait for these guys to get it on in a singles match well now here we are and uh they're beating the ever-loving shit out of each other to see these guys it's like they look like Especially John Davis. Like, he looks like he just got done working out. Yeah. Like, he just came from a gym. He doesn't look like he's a a wrestler, per se. Josh Briggs, on the other hand, he's got more gimmicky stuff going on. But it it does look like a very uh, pish-posh match. Like, just strewn together last minute. But these guys can go, and they're fucking big. Yeah, (laughs) you know? Huge motherfuckers. You know, John Davis... If you could describe his gear, think of it like a, like a bully ray right now. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. You're you're not dressed to necessarily look like you're wrestling, but you're there. You know, you're definitely in fighting clothes, ready to go, and that's kind of his style, anyways. 
it was such a pleasure to, to see him. I didn't think he was going to be at Evolve shows anytime soon. And I was, man, when he came out, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That was a great surprise there. You know, I, I, I want to talk a little bit more about our experience, but like my, my, my initial reaction to what you're saying, you know, we talked about this, and we'll, we'll go in a little more detail a little later on the show, I promise you. But the fact that you don't have enough attention on independent wrestling is giving guys like Matt Riddle, for example, all, <laughs> exactly <laughs> all the reason to go to the WWE. If not enough people are going to pay attention to what he's doing, he's got to make his money somewhere else then. Yeah. And it's a shame because Evolve... You said it perfectly when we went to the Cicero Stadium. Cicero Stadium was a, was a really good place for an independent wrestling show. First time, first time for me. Same here. And yeah. you know it has you, know, you had your ringside seats, you had r- plenty of room behind, and then you had bleachers, but there was no no bad seat in the house. So yeah, the you, the bleachers actually started off the floor. Yeah, they they didn't start on the floor, and they were on both sides uh, of the building. So you were you had to be I want to say four to six feet off the floor and that was your your base level bleacher seat so you could see the ring perfectly you know yeah be still have a a really good uh view of the ring and everything so see it perfectly you i mean you can hear the wrestlers still screaming at each other you (laughs) know not a bad seat in the house and i don't know what the bleacher seats were but i'm assuming no more than 20 bucks probably less probably less probably less than that yeah see probably i think it was about 10 bucks actually so you know to go to these shows and, and and all that stuff, but anyways, you know, you mentioned about the the, the 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 arena, and you're like, man, this is I love venues like this. What it reminded me of was old old school Ring of Honor. Yes, you know, Ring of Honor when it first started, or up until probably a few years ago when it finally started taking off. And you now they're doing bigger arenas. You know, they're no longer for us in Illinois, Chicago line area. They're not doing the Frontier Fieldhouse anymore. That was kind of like home, yeah. you know? <laughs> so much that, like, the people that worked there recognized our faces kind of thing. That's how much we went to those shows. But, you know, they're doing bigger arenas now. Uh, and it's, it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's awesome. That's what we want. But you have an, a company like Evolve that's been around for about seven, eight years now. Maybe less, actually. They're doing these smaller venues. They're now branching out to more ven- more more states because they're a northeast company, mainly based out of New York, and you know coming trying to find their for, trying to find the right spot for for here in Illinois. And man, it's just it's good wrestling, not a bad seat in the house, very affordable ticket, and then above all that, you fall in love with the talent and you want to meet them, say thank you, maybe get a picture, an autograph. You're paying next to nothing, if anything at all, to do that. <laughs> You know, and that's that's great. That's great, and I, I guarantee you that a lot of wrestlers will continue to do that. This independent stuff, if the money's there. Again, they got miles to feed, they got bills to pay, just like everybody else. I, it's understandable that a guy like Matt Riddle says, "You know what? Let's go for the bigger paycheck because maybe the money's not going as well in Evolve and the other independent stuff, or maybe it's just. I mean, maybe his story's a little differently, but you hear other people where it's like, nobody's in line for their autograph signings, no one's doing this and that, blah, blah, blah. It's not that they're necessarily bad at their job, it's just, there's not enough people there. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate 
to go to a Chicago show where Chicago is known for being such a great wrestling city, and you're not a sellout because it wasn't a sellout. No, it wasn't. And it's unfortunate. If more people gave this a chance and actually watched the product, I guarantee you, especially our city that I speak so highly of, would sell out that that venue the way that they used to sell out Ring of Honor shows at the Fieldhouse. Pack that motherfucker in. But it's it's getting so hard to get people to watch, to even look at it. You have people who are saying, Matt Riddle, do I know you know? Do I know him? Do I know anybody on this card? No, because you don't watch. Yeah. You gotta watch. <laughs> you know, you're gonna know Matt Riddle because if you're a WWE fan, because he's he's going there. Yep, he'll be in NXT soon enough. Which, by the way, you spent ten bucks to go see him. To ten, meet him. ten bucks to meet Matt Riddle. He was so fucking down to earth. He actually, when he told me the price, he said it in a question form. Yeah, like, ten bucks, all right. Ten bucks, all right. Like, okay, and then I was I was telling uh, my daughter about him. We got to see him twice that night because he wrestled for the Evolve promotion, and then he came back and wrestled for the Progress show. And he was he makes every every ring appearance he makes. He always goes all the way around the ring and gives fist bumps to everybody at ringside. The mighty fist bump of bro. <laughs> So when I come out, I like to fist bump everybody, especially that front row. You know, they're right up, they're basically on the ring, they're ready for the action. It's about connecting with people, feeling the energy. I feel it. I feel like I'm getting stronger. Bomb. And me, the woman to the chewing. Bro. Bomb. Bro. We happen to be sitting at ringside, and he comes up to us during the Progress show, and he looks at me, and he goes, What's up, Big Joe? And he gives me a fist bump, and then he just fist bumps Matt and, like, keeps going down the line. And Matt's like, What the fuck? His name is Matt, like mine. (laughs) How did he not remember my name? And the kid got a kick out of the story. Especially when you went to meet him. (laughs) And he's like, who do I sign this to? And you're like, Matt. Like, M-A-T-T. And he said something to the effect of like... He said, said, bro, you are me. Yeah, bro, you are me. And it's like... It's just fucking hilarious. It's the beard. (laughs) Absolutely hilarious. But yeah, you WWE fans or people who only... Uh, digest WWE product, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that at all. You're not going to get to meet Matt Riddle for 10 bucks or Keith Lee for 10 bucks or, you know, anything like that. We met a fuck ton of people the other night. Yeah. Uh, You know, Walter was there. Tony Storm. I I met met Walter. He's not very picture friendly. That's what I was told before I met him. But I I actually am wearing a shirt right now. Awesome fucking shirt. I bought directly through him. I shook his hand, and he didn't—he didn't dead fish me, but you can totally tell because I'm not a very big guy. I'm, I'm average size, but he's huge, and I have smaller hands. That he was trying to like—he thought he was going to hurt me, so he—it <laughs> wasn't quite a dead fish. But I—I I went to go shake his hand, and I was like, well, that, "That's it." <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned the progress show, which uh, which I was getting to. Yeah, progress. By the way, another another one of those. Uh, companies that were trying to get people to watch because it's it's so fucking good. Uh, they made their debut in Chicago because they are a UK company. They did their very first tour in the United States 
Which is pretty big for a company that's only been around for six years. Yeah, that is to do a huge news. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and to do and not only that, but to have the following, the, yeah. the following that they do that they have. I mean, it's it, people want to see progress, and uh, more ways than one. You know, for, <laughs> as far as progress goes. <clears throat> yes, pun in, pun intended there. <laughs> but uh, between the two shows, besides besides. Uh, Austin Theory and, and Walter, who have Austin Theory's had a tryout with WWE. Walter definitely is being has been scouted at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure has been t- spoken to by officials. Yes, everybody that that I've met and you met at, at uh, on the show Evolve 110 and the Progress Chicago show all have ties to WWE in, in one way or another. Again, we mentioned Matt Riddle. Bro, he's going to the WWE. Uh, he signed a, a three year deal. Bro. With them, <laughs> bro. <laughs> there's there's something about that I want to get to in a second here, bro. What he said to you, <laughs> um, Priscilla Kelly was it was so great. I was, was so excited to meet her because I've been watching watching her since for about two years. And keep in mind, she's only 21. Yeah. So I've yep. been watching her since she was a a teenager in this business, and I I, w- I was so glad I got to say this to her because it's like watching her at at her age. An American wrestler, because in UK it's it's kind of a normal yeah, thing. It's, it's commonplace for them to be so young. Yeah, but for her to be so young and to understand the business the way that she does, holy shit! And I'm I'm so glad. Whether whatever it meant to her, I guess I don't know. But for me, it was just like, man, like keep doing what you're doing because you you get it. Yeah, you get it. She's going to be. She has ties to WWE because she's going to be in the Mae Young Classic. It's already been taped. I do not know the results. I am going to keep that a secret until I watch the episodes as they are, um, as they are airing, uh, starting in September, early September. Yeah, she said September. So, yeah, I, I I'm going to keep that a secret. I don't want to know who wins, uh, but uh, I don't think she's going to win. I highly doubt she's going to win. <laughs> but it's it's really cool that you know I, I follow her on Instagram and. The post that she was making, obviously, is something that she's very proud of, as she should be. Uh, so it's really cool. Really cool I got to see her. And then the Progress Show. Progress Show, I, I, I'm talking to Walter. You know, we part ways. He was a really nice guy to talk to. Uh, very genuine guy. I get a tap on my shoulder. And I turn around, and who is it? It's none other than Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson. <laughs> Asking me if I would take a picture uh, for with him, James Drake, and this guy that uh, and a fan. Of course, yeah. I took the took the guy's phone, took the picture, and then when we were done, I was like, "Well, I actually, was actually wanted to you know come say hi to Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson." My God, he was so talkative. <laughs> And it was so genuine. So some of the, to kind of recap what he said, you know, it was, you know, he said like, look, I, I you know, because I asked him how the tour was going, how how the states is treating him, because he's 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 Liverpool's number one. He's from Liverpool. I, I'd asked him, you know, was, you know how how everything's going. He's like, his exact words was like, you know, it's like, and I have no reason, like, I, you know, cutting cutting all the everything out. I, there's no, no there's no. I have no obligation to say this, what he said. Okay. And, you know, completely off record kind of thing. Every day I wake up, I have to, like, pinch myself. Because it's like, it's like a dream come true every day. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm flying home. I'm doing the, 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 the NXT UK tapings, which those should be coming soon. 
you know, they're coming out here doing this tour, you know, and it's like, and then being here in, in Chicago, he's like, you know, last year I got to see, uh, I got to see Tyler and Petey, as he said, meaning Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, you know, absolutely tear the house down in Chicago and seeing that crowd and how much they loved those two guys, you know, basically my brother's in this ring, in his business. I think I wanted a piece of that. I'm just so honored to be here and do this entire international tour as it is for him. I mean, he could just keep going on and on and on, and it was so cool. Such a great conversation. Probably the most that I've ever spoken to with a wrestler in, in, in that sense. Just such a genuine guy. He actually asked me if I had a phone. I didn't ask him for a picture. I was going to get to that. You know, if you ever stop talking. Bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Zach Gibson, if you're listening. I absolutely love that conversation. It was, it was great. I hope we get to do that again. Maybe uh, on microphone. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be great. But, man, it, it was so cool. Uh, James Drake, he was attending to other fans, but he was very cool when he was chiming in. Very appreciative. And you can tell when someone... I'm a pretty good judge of character. I like to think so. And you can kind of tell when it's kind of like, oh, yeah, thank you. You know, I'm... Um, you're paying me to say that, but even though I didn't give them any money, <laughs> I I never got a chance to. They they signed everything, and I, we, were, we were so into our conversation. I never even thought because I would have totally just whipped out you know some dough. I'm like, yeah, here, I'll take yeah. this. Thank you for everything, whether they asked for it or not. But I didn't even think of it until after I'm in someone else's line. There was so such down earth dudes. I I'm so, I'm so grateful for that. And is that Gibson? If you don't know, was uh, the winner of the UK tournament. That's where his WWE ties comes in. James Drake competed in that same tournament. Uh, but lost in, in the first round. But Zach Gibson ended up winning the whole tournament. Lost to Pete Dunne for the, the UK title, but that's where his ties come in. And then we met Tony fucking Storm. Dude. Holy shit. <laughs> Definitely one off of my bucket list, man. And, you know, her too. She's so young. She's only like 22. Yeah. 22, 23, I think. She gets it. She has, She already has that complete wrestling mind and she's able to perform at a a higher capacity than most of her peers it's just it blows my mind that she's so young and she's able to do that and meeting her you could tell she's like very overwhelmed yeah by all the attention and stuff but that was the first thing out of my mouth i was like lady you get it like it it was a, a honor and a pleasure to watch you work in the ring because it is like you don't we don't get to see that we don't on wwe tv we don't get to see that. Minus NXT. I Minus mean, NXT, yes. You, you've got uh, female NXT characters or, or performers, however you want to refer to them, who who definitely can work. But she's like a natural. She's a natural. And she definitely gets it. But yeah, very cool meeting her. Minus minus the guy in, <laughs> in line with us, which I was, I was trying to explain to my wife. For, for those of you who don't know, there's only one rule in progress wrestling, and that rule is... Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> this guy was trying to be a dick. There was no singular file line for any of these people, especially Tony Storm. Especially Tony Storm. Yeah, it was. It was kind of, the line was kind of a train wreck. I I was just trying not to uh, fall on my ass because I was standing in between the big metal feet of a. A floodlight for you know like a a floor light. Right, right. I had ran out of cash, but Matt Matt's like, hey, I'll spot you so you can meet Tony Storm. And I'm like, cool. So I ended up in line, and there's a guy in between Matt and I. What what made it even worse for me was someone on his left, on this guy's left, had asked him where the line was, and he's like, oh, it's a zipper line. We'll just all eventually meet in the same place. It's no big deal because we're all gonna get to meet her. 
He sounded like he was okay with it, but the moment <laughs> Matt gets up there for his autograph and picture, Matt's like, hey, you're, you, are you going to get in on this? And then I was like, oh, excuse me. And I walked past the guy, and then all of a sudden he just had a major fucking attitude with me cutting in line. And then I, I tried to explain to him, like, hey, I'm, I'm with my brother. It, you know, it's not like I'm doing it to be a dick. I'm, I'm not. I'm just, I'm with him. And uh, the guy would not take my, <laughs> my reasoning whatsoever. So he, he had some things to chime at me and I left it alone because uh, uh, I'm, I'm bigger than that, but hey. Don't be a dick. Yeah, I mean, if, if, not to get off topic here, but if, you know, if you would have taken it up another notch, I mean. We oh, we could go. Yeah, we could go. Yeah, we know? could go. <laughs> you know, this is. Obviously, this guy doesn't frequent a lot of metal shows because that's the type of line you see at a metal show. You either, yeah, you, either yeah. you take it or you don't. Yeah, you take it or you, you, you don't. You know, you want to be a pussy, go somewhere else <laughs> because that's what it was. Like, what are, what are you gonna? What's the point of doing that? And and you're getting a little loud now, right in front of Tony Storm. You're gonna make it more awkward. You're gonna make it more awkward. You know, it's like just deal with it at this yeah. point. You come. How about this? How about we get our pictures? You get your pictures, and then if you still want something to say something, once Tony Storm's out of the picture, then come say something. Yeah. But, you know, anyways, I digress. It's over. <laughs> the guy didn't do anything. He can fuck off. We got to meet Tony Storm. She was she was an absolute delight. She was unfortunately out of print, so I didn't, we didn't get any autographs, but we paid a lot of money to get her picture taken. By a lot of money, I mean five bucks each. Five bucks. Five bucks for oh, a picture with Tony oh Storm. My God. Like, Tony Storm, who... <laughs> Whether we like it or not is going to be a focal point of WWE, yeah. at least in NXT. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, she's obviously a front runner to win this year's Mae Young Classic. Again, I don't know the results, I don't know, don't tell me. But um, <laughs> but she's a front runner. Obviously her, her celebrity status is skyrocketing. Even if she was at All In, which she's not booked for it, at least for no, right now. No, not yet. But even if she's at All In, you're not paying five bucks to go see her. WWE, like WrestleMania Access... Sure as hell ain't paying five bucks no, to see No, there's it. no way. They get a picture taken with Tony Storm, five bucks. Fuck. All day long. All day. <laughs> the most I paid for, for anything was, was ten. Yeah, ten bucks. And usually that included a print. So you still, you're talking about five bucks. Yeah. Five bucks for a picture, five bucks for an autograph. I mean... It was ridiculous. Absolutely. Ridiculous and unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to go to these shows. You have to go... If, if you, like... These these wrestlers. If you watch them on, t- you know, start by watching them on TV. As we see the bro come out, bro, <laughs> for actually what's going to be his final evolve match. Yeah, his final evolve match against against Drake over here. That was a good stare down between him and Walter. He tries to give him the. Oh, is he going to do it? Is he going to give him the bro? Bro, I get he did it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you you watch the stuff. It, it's kid friendly. If you got you know if you got kids, you got you know over something you want to watch for yourself. It's cheap. It's yeah. good entertainment. There's not a boring anything boring about Evolve or many of these other wrestling promotions that we talk about. And maybe there's stuff out there that you want to again bring to the table. And we, again, I'm always open. Give me, hit me with something new. Even if it's something nothing in my area, hit me with something new. You, Matt, check this out. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna check it out. And I'll make I'll form my own opinion about it afterwards. But yeah, man, you go to these shows, you see these these big time names. It's like. It's like when we go into the Ring of Honor shows and and we got to meet uh, I got to meet Austin Aries before he went to WWE. Yeah, he had TNA appearance, but that was before his his second stint with TNA before he became the superstar. 
You know, I've I've met Davy Richards, I've met Jay Lethal. You know, before they became these bigger names, you you can't do that as much nowadays. No, you can't. You know, you can't. Not that I ever for, did, and not for five bucks. Not for five bucks. <laughs> not, you know, not that I ever ever did meet him, but you know, there there used to be a t- or meet them, I should say. There used to be a time where the young bucks, you could just see them walking around amongst the fans. Yeah. Not not anymore. Not anymore. Not gonna happen. So. Take advantage of it while you can and support professional wrestling, just like we did. But uh, as you see, Matt Riddle Bro. coming out here for his final <laughs> Evolve match. Tell him, tell him what he told you, or tell him your converse, your brief conversation with him. I, uh, I'm a diabetic. I'm type two diabetic, and unfortunately, I needed to eat, but I also wanted to meet Matt Riddle. So I went and bought a gigantic slice of pizza and a bottle of water, and I'm standing in his line. Waiting for his meet and greet or whatever. Bro. And I get up there. You know, I'm I'm small talking. I'm like, hey, you know, how's it going? Whatever. And the first thing out of my mouth was like, you know what? I'm going to miss you, man. I'm going to miss you doing this the way you're doing it now. Because let's face it, you're not going to be able to do it how you do things now. Bro. It's a sad day. I'm sad that you're going to go. And he's like, ah, you know, it, it's... It, it could be fun. I'm hoping to have a lot of fun there. And then he kind of giggled and he's like, you know what? Bro. I'm probably going to fuck it up anyway. I'll be back here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and we had a big laugh about it. He seemed very nonchalant. He's, you know, he's excited at the opportunity. But let's face it. I mean, he's going to go. He's going to go to NXT and, and do his thing. And yeah, they have him contracted for three years. But I hate to tell you this, you know, not that I don't wish him success because I do, but there's a very good chance that we'll see Matt Riddle back in in uh, Evolver or other places sooner than three years. Bro, <laughs> he just uh, he just seems like he's a little too nonchalant about the opportunity, even though he's excited. Yeah, he's got that that I don't care a- attitude. Bro. Obviously his extracurricular activities is uh, <laughs> is well documented. Bro. You know what? He, he's not bashful about it. And let's, let's look at it this way too. For those who don't believe us, I mean you look at another big company that isn't professional wrestling, or are they as we mentioned earlier in a few episodes ago <laughs> in the UFC. That's where he got his name. That's where he became this this big sensation. Or at least he was on the verge of. He kept getting fined and suspended for marijuana use. Bro. And look, Dana White told him you gotta cut this shit out. He said no. <laughs> nope. So he they let him go. They they went their separate ways and he's in professional wrestling and he's still doing his thing. He's still doing what he wants to do. I, just because he's in the WWE doesn't mean he's not going to do that. That's why I brought up the question. Are they going to turn the other cheek? Or is it just going to be one of those things where they're just going to continue to find him? Are they paying him more to compensate for the fines? Yeah, and that's, it's really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens to him. Because uh, for all intents and purposes, it seems like they're just trying to gobble up every indie success there is right now You know, to, to fill their roster for... You know, a variety of reasons, but shit. I mean, if if they have it their way, there's not going to be any indies left. I mean, it it really seems like they're trying to nip it in the bud, so to speak, and just stop stop all this indie success before it becomes too big to where they can't you know do anything about it. Which, in my opinion, it's already happened with that Madison Square Garden show. That that was it, man. That was that was the 
the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Let's face it, Vince, <laughs> Vince has to eat double crow on that one, man. Because not only is it at the Madison Square Garden in his own fucking backyard, but this is the, officially, the first show in like the last three years? The first non-WWE show at the Garden to break a million dollar gate, for sure. Which is fucking crazy that that's even a thing because let's face it that's not supposed to happen right the the madison square garden situation has got me excited and it's got me a little worried all at the same time and by that i mean i'm excited because the little guys won at least at least this battle they they won this they got madison square garden it was really i don't know if it's more of a victory for them in, in the sense of how they did it or more of a just WWE dropping the ball because because as you and I talked about before, all it took was a simple booking. Just one booking. WrestleMania is happening in April, as is NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. There's two shows there, plus your Hall of Fame, and on Access and all that bullshit. But you have Ring of Honor that does the Supercard of Honor every year. They have been doing that for a number of years now. You have Evolve in New York, or, or for the, in the WrestleMania area. You have Evolve. You have a ton. You have other WWN shows. You usually have international shows. In this case, Ref Pro was in the, was, as far as this year. Ref Pro, GCW, a handful of of promotions, and therefore you have different venues that are going to be hosting these events. So it's no longer about WrestleMania, where just about WrestleMania, where it's. Well, WrestleMania is at MetLife Stadium, and that's it. No, now WWE does multiple shows. Oh, but they're okay. Now they're going to be at MetLife Stadium and Barclays Center, and now Ring of Honor. They're going to be at let's say Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City, and you know, Evolves. They're going to be at La Boom, you know, places like that. And you have Madison Square Garden that said we paid all this money for renovations, and nobody's coming to our our house to do a show. Now, all these wrestling promotions, nobody's going to come to our house. And then Ring of Honor comes knocking. You know, New Japan as well. We'll do it. Matt, it's made. Vince has a stink about it. It's temporarily put on hold. And then within a, like a week later. Yeah, about a week later. It's now we're back on and it's official. We sign the paperwork. All Vince had to do was book the fucking arena. Yeah, that's all he had to do. And Magic Square Garden is still. McMahon's house. All you gotta do is book it. Yeah. It, it's not like he doesn't have a fucking roster to put on another show. No, you keep buying everybody. <laughs> it could be it could be a fucking independent WWE show. It makes sense of that. Bunch of indie wrestlers. Uh, by the way, too, uh, Madison Square Garden, as far as management goes, was all on board for another WWE show to be added to their venue instead of the New Japan Ring of Honor one. And the only reason they gave New Japan Ring of Honor the go-ahead with the show was because they were legally obligated at that point. So it, it wasn't necessarily that they wanted them there. It's it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch-22 for Madison Square Garden management now because now they realize they're getting the better deal. Yeah. They, they, their house just broke a million-dollar gate. It's sold out already. Sold out in uh, an hour or so. They're they're making a, a a nice chunk of change from the show, a bigger chunk of change than they would have had WWE booked a show for that venue. Isn't that fucking crazy? Absolutely crazy. Don't tell WWE fans that because they won't believe it. <laughs> 
They won't. They won't believe it. So I'm excited about it. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely excited about it. I. I, I almost bought tickets for it. I didn't mainly because I. It's one of those things where if I if I go to New York, if I make the trip to New York. I'm gonna want to do it all. Not saying I can't do it all, but I, I want a better planning situation and all that stuff. Yeah, so. of course. But anyways, I'm. I'm excited for that. And for everyone that's going to to the garden. Man, you are you're gonna see history. You're already a part of it, as as you are right now in August. But come April, you're gonna be a part of history, and just know that you should be. If you're not, you should. You're, if you bought tickets, you're, I'm sure you're already excited. But you put that in perspective of what kind of history making moment you're gonna be a part of. Uh, that's man. If if I had a ticket in my hand, I'd I'd have chills right now. Yeah, seriously, absolutely. A couple things before I I, I start talking about. Other, other stuff. It kind of goes hand in hand with it. Immediately, we hear the backlash amongst Vince McMahon and, and people closest to him, and and Vince obviously is not happy that this sold out. <laughs> um, he's not happy about it. He and he has personally guaranteed via sources that are close to him personally guaranteed that he is going to sign Omega. The Bucks, and I don't know why he thinks it's going to happen, but Cody, therefore, they can't compete at that Garden Show. And, you know, you and I had talked about this before. Whether we like it or not, that is an option. Let's face it. It is. It is an option because Vince McMahon is the type of person to where he's used to getting what he wants. Actually, our the conversation you and I had wasn't necessarily about the Bucks, Omega, or Cody Rhodes. It was about Brock Lesnar and how... If he wants to keep Brock Lesnar around, he'll do it. He'll he'll purposely overpay Brock Lesnar to stay with the WWE than for Dana White to have him. Yeah. If he so chooses. So that same logic and that same situation can, can be applied to Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, or Cody Rhodes. I don't like saying this, but if it gets to that point where he, he feels the need to, to do that and quote-unquote overpay them... <laughs> whatever that means sure as shit he will come up with a number that they probably won't be able to refute and it scares me it scares me because if you do something like that there's a good chance that all that talent goes and and gets signed and i just hope i hope i hope one that even even with all their success in the way the wrestling business is because it usually is feast or famine i hope they don't go i hope they don't accept that huge amount of money if if that's the case and they continue to to trailblaze their own path in in the wrestling business and and two if they do go i hope i hope vince finally realizes like what those guys like the caliber of performer that they are and and just wrestling wrestling minds that they are i'm not saying they're geniuses in the ring but they they definitely have a certain level of business acumen amongst them. Because let's face it, if they didn't, they wouldn't be as highly sought after as they are right now. So hopefully he gives them a little more freedom and, and leeway to do what they want to do, just as uh, you know, part of the WWE. That's all I can hope for at this point. See, that goes hand-in-hand hand to everything you just said. It goes hand-in-hand hand with what has me worried. We've seen it already. Guys like Matt Riddle, guys like Keith Lee, but even... Going deeper than that, guys like Samoa Joe, guys like Andrade Cien Amis, guys, you know, guys of that nature, where they sign these these big 
independent wrestlers or international wrestlers. And for the most part, it's just a sign. You know, yeah, you can argue Samoa Joe has success in NXT, but I don't count NXT with WWE because NXT is a different beast. Whether it's WWE moniker or not, it's a different beast. The main show. Samoa Joe, yeah, what do you do? He challenged Brock Lesnar a couple times for the title. That don't mean shit. That don't mean shit. You can fucking put Gilbert against Brock Lesnar for all I care. It don't mean shit. Until until that title has relevance again, it doesn't yeah. it don't mean shit. It doesn't. You know, put give it give it to fucking Michael Cole at this point. I don't fucking care. <laughs> Please don't give it to Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, Jeff Jarrett could be fucking champion. Oh, please. He's a better champion than Brock Lesnar. Oh, my God. You know, he's the AAA mega champion. You know that? He's <laughs> I do. And, and it, it bothers to me to know. It bothers me to know when, man. It's... I, I hope Phoenix kicks his ass oh, before he God. takes that title. He better take that title at, at uh, Triple Mania. Anyways, <clears throat> you have these names that are not currently on the roster. Obviously, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Cody. And you have other guys, other guys that uh, they're looking at, you know, Pentagon, Phoenix, uh, Marty Skrull, Walter, you know, guys of that nature. And it's it's looking like for, for some of them, they, they definitely could be going. And at some point, it has to come to an end. It has to come to an end because... What happens now if you know if they do sign all these guys? Oh, it's great! We have all these guys. We have all these, we have Kenny Omega and WWE, and we, I'm not gonna go over what that probably means <laughs> because I've already done that. You know, you guys want to be entertained. You probably don't want to hear me talk about that again. <laughs> but what you have now is a depleted independent and international roster because where does this, where does it end? Do you go after Naito? Is he next? This is a Kazuchika Okada. Fuck, do you sign 50-year-old Minoru Suzuki, too? I mean, where does it end? Do you yeah. do NXT Japan? You know, NXT fucking the moon? I mean, <laughs> when does it fucking come to an end? And you just say, we don't need to buy any more people. We need to fucking make our people better. It doesn't matter who the fuck you have. You know, it's like, I look at... Look at it the way that I collect video games. And this is my opinion, of course. You have collectors, and I watched a documentary where you have collectors that just have almost like a hoarding problem. They just need to collect. They just need to have it. My collection, which is is close to 1,800 games now, I play those games. Not all 1,800s. All, there's some that I have sitting on the shelf for quite a bit of time. You know, I, I work and all this other shit. You know, I do have a life. The point is, I don't just buy it throw it on the shelf, and then forget about it. The point I'm trying to make is that's what's happening to a lot of talent in WWE. Perfect example is Andrade San Amos. You fucking, you bring this kid in. He was La Sombra in, in, in uh, CMLL, part of Los Ignobles. Huge name down there. You sign him. You bring him to NXT. He does well. Very well. Great. Bring him to SmackDown, and you don't you forget to put him on TV. It's like, hello. <laughs> you forget to put him on TV. You know, I mean, yeah, he's going to be at SummerSlam on the pre-show. Yeah, he's fighting Rusev in a mixed tag match. Yay. You know, th- with all due respect to Rusev, who's finally starting to get a little bit better, I mean, this guy should be fucking facing, I don't know, give him Seth Rollins or give him anybody, really. I, I don't think Drew McIntyre's got a match. Right. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Because I thought that's what we were going to see anyways before Drew McIntyre randomly got called up too. <laughs> and for it's for him to be in Dolph Ziggler's corner all the time, it's like, dude, like, what is going on? 
But this is the point that I'm uh, the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, sure. You can say, well, that's not going to happen to Kenny Omega. First of all, you don't fucking know that. Okay, Kenny Omega, he's he's main eventing something. Fine. Who else? Cody. Is Cody going to main event? You know, are they going to give him all this money to him to main event? Because just two years ago, they told him, we got nothing for you. You're pretty much stardust or nothing at this point. The Young Bucks, they're a tag team. Tag teams don't do well in WWE. No, they a- don't. Ask any tag team. Ask the Revival. Just what happened to them. You know? I was just talking about it uh, before we started recording. The, the Revival, it's, it's fucking unbelievable how, I, how little I care about that team now. When just last year, for the, for the past two years prior, all I could talk about was how good this fucking tag team is. Yeah. And what a breath of fresh air they are to the old school style of wrestling that they, they bring to the table. On the main roster, they took that, that old school mentality and they turned it into a fucking joke. Yeah. Like a literal joke. You know, to the fact that they can't even beat the team of Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. Like, those guys are fucking jobbers of these guys, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, and there's people out there who might be laughing, like, jobbers, Roman Reigns, ha, 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 ha. Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously, go fuck yourself. I, I, it's just, you know, when does it come to a fucking end? You know, to the point that you're just going to buy everything. Why don't you start buying companies again? Because that worked so well last time. Was that is that what's next? Are they gonna buy Evolve? Are they gonna buy Ring of Honor, just so they can put it on the fucking network and not do anything with that talent, so that talent can go and start all over again in another company? It seems it seems like that's what they're headed on doing, man. And I know uh, there was a couple months ago there was a uh, a corporate meeting uh, that featured Triple H, and his future plans are to have. Uh, like NXT Africa, NXT Mexico, like international NXT regions. So, you know, obviously UK is the one they're working on now, but, you know, we we, we kind of touched on it earlier with, you know, NXT Japan, but, yeah, that is a big possibility at this point, whether we like to admit that or not. It sucks. Overall, it sucks. You're just going to go, you're just going to see a lot of talent just go by the wayside. If, if that's the case, then you and I got to start doing meetings of our own and start coming up with different podcasts. Cause yeah, because we'll be out. Of, yeah, we'll, we'll be yeah. out of shit to talk about. Yeah, I mean, hey, did you watch NXT Antarctica? <laughs> no, that penguin spot, yeah, man. Fucking penguins, man. Penguins <laughs> and polar bears. Yeah, who won? No one. <laughs> Nobody, no one won. Polar bear killed everybody. <laughs> ah, well, that's good. It's good. It's good TV there. <laughs> I mean, hey, the WWE Network is going to flourish, though, because they're going to have, you know, 100 million fucking promotions, but everybody they are going to buy. You know, monopolies don't tend to do a whole lot of favors for for, for anybody. So, <laughs> you know, and, and if you you need a case in point, when they bought WWE, excuse me, when, they, when WWE bought WCW, look at how much that company suffered. It was fucking terrible. And so many of you fans who say, oh, I, there was a time where I stopped watching wrestling. Ask yourself the question, when was that time? Because I can guarantee you when that time was. Yeah. And it wasn't because, oh, wrestling, I just grew out of wrestling. No, because you got bored. <laughs> you got bored. And that's what's going to happen again. You can call it minor leagues all you want. That's fine. 
because they wrestle in, in gymnasiums where they don't even have barricades, guardrails, <laughs> that's that's fine. But you need independent wrestling. There will always be a need for independent wrestling. There will always be a need for competition in general. And even if you don't want to, oh, they're not competition. Oh, that, that's fine. You get the point. You need other companies that exist because that's how, as an industry, you grow. If everything's going to be the same thing, then it's going to be the same thing across the board. And eventually, it becomes redundant and it becomes boring. And that's when you have a dark age again. We don't need a, a mid 2000s to occur again. <laughs> please, you please know, no. We've talked about it before. <laughs> and I know the old timers don't like it when I say this, but we're in the midst of a golden age again. Yeah. Keep it that way, please, for the love of God. And, and, and let's put let's face facts here. If Omega and the Bucks and, and Cody decide to take the big paycheck and not do the garden show, that garden show is going to still be fucking fantastic. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm not worried as far as the short term. Yeah, it would suck. And I'd have to, a lot of people saying, I see, I told you so. That's fine. It's the long term that I fear. That if they get them, where does it end? When does it stop? Because if I start seeing Naito in a WWE ring, oh, man, I that's more heartbreaking than Kenny Omega. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Any of those guys. Any of those guys, know? yeah. I don't want to see uh, I don't want to see Okada in a WWE ring. It'd be fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean his the Okada that we got for the last two years. He's always been good, but, yeah, yeah. but especially that 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 Reign as IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Ah, oh, Reign, I see what you did there, <laughs> bro. To to job. Potentially to a guy like Roman Reigns, can you see you see that? Because that's that's probably what's gonna happen. It'd be like TNA all over again. That's that's the reality that you're sitting in. You you don't like guys like Roman Reigns? Well, stop supporting the company that keeps putting them over. You don't like Brock Lesnar not showing up? You like Brock Lesnar, but you don't like him not showing up? Stop supporting the fucking company. Yeah. Make them get better. I don't know, man. Like it's it sucks because and, and maybe it's it's me spending too much time on the internet and looking at uh, and buying into a lot of what the IWC says. <laughs> you, you know, because it's like just fucking enjoy it. You know, again, go back to that Master Square Garden show. Again, if you're gonna be the same way that we 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 feel about all in, if you're gonna be at that Master Square Garden show, fucking enjoy it. Take it in. You're part of history. Just like we're gonna be part of history at all in. I can't wait. Speaking of all in, we got a pretty pretty stacked card that's like being somewhat finalized. It, it's pretty final, and before we get to it, we're gonna take a small break. Oh, so, we're gonna break soon. Yeah, we're gonna break. We gotta pay some bills, man. Oh man, we gotta all get right. our bills paid before WWE tries to buy us. <laughs> can't have me. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hello, wrestling fans. Matt here, and I have a question for you. Do you think you know more about wrestling than the 20 by 20 ring crew? Well, now's your chance. Starting this September, your boys at the 20 by 20 ring crew will be starting a brand new monthly contest where we test your knowledge on the history of professional wrestling. Each week, you have an opportunity to answer a brand new question. Be one of the first 20 people to answer correctly, and you'll be entered in the drawing to win cool prizes. I'm talking pops, figures, shirts, DVDs, Blu-rays, and much more. Visit 20by20crew.com slash podcast slash Instagram for more details. And now, enjoy more of the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, we are still watching <laughs> Evolve number 111, 
We are uh, <laughs> watching the beginning of the main event, which is A.R. Fox with Ayla and the Skulk in a triple threat match for the WWN Championship, currently held by the bad boy Joey Janela. And the third participant in the match is Austin Theory, who has all the makings of a WWE superstar. Shh, yeah. that. <laughs> I'm really surprised he hasn't gone yet. I really fucking am surprised. Now he's going. Yeah, he'll now probably yeah, he'll probably go. Fuck. This is gonna be interesting, the the skulk being out there with no no barricade and so tight out yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be really interesting. Uh, real quick here too about that progress show. So AR Fox, he uh, he substituted uh, CCK wasn't complete. Uh, he teamed up with Chris Brooks to defend the progress tag team titles <laughs> in a losing effort too. But uh, the Skulk were out there as, as they always are with AR Fox, and the Skulk are they're his uh, his students. Yeah, his his students, that's, his, that's his what, posse of students. Yeah, his posse of students. They jump around and they. They act, they act foolish, but, you know, it, the evolved crowd likes them. They, they love them, actually. Or they love to hate them. Whatever. But uh, the progress crowd. <laughs> and keep in mind, we didn't change venues. It's the same venue. Yeah, it's different fans. I mean, there are some fans that did both shows like you and I did. But you had some people that just were not taking that shit at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I you know it, don't get me wrong I don't go to every indie show that comes out my way or that I'm able to go to um, I I don't watch everything that's out there partly because I don't have the time to you when it comes to progress progress definitely has its own brand of fans yeah um, it's not a bad thing by any means but. They're definitely used to certain things. And when you present something different to them, they don't always just go with it. They're not that type of crowd. (laughs) And when the Skull came out there with A.R. Fox to take over as the other half of CCK for the night, it, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of awkward. (laughs) Yeah, I, I was, as a fan, I was feeling a little awkward and it's like, this has nothing to do with me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you had one fan yelling at uh, Alanis, Adrian Alanis, who looks like Roman Reigns, by the way. They were yelling at, they yelled at him to, to get the fuck out of his way. Yeah. The exact words. I believe the guy was like, I didn't pay $75 to see your ass, so get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you agree with that guy, that's fine. It's your opinion. But you have to understand, this is professional wrestling. This has always been a part of the the business, whether you like it or not. That's 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 just what it is. I uh, speaking of Janela here, I I, I hate any time that uh, CM Punk has one too. The uh, the Danzig, the Danzig shirts. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't we don't do Danzig around here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, that's just part of the business. And look, they they do their best to to move around, not stand in one spot. They they are aware, for the most part, they do a good job of not standing and blocking your entire view. You know, it it is what it is, man. You know, you pay that money. Yeah, you want to see it, but whether you like want them out there or not, that's part of the show. It's part of the show. They're not there, at, you know, taking pictures. They're they're there to. <laughs> 
antagonize the audience and tag you know get get in the way if they will and they, they and they do it very well oh they're excellent <laughs> at it excellent at it. they're an acquired taste there's no doubt about that first time you see them you may like this is too stupid they're an acquired taste but man they've caught on i i definitely appreciate the skulk now more there's, than ever you know there's five of them right there's five one two three four five yeah there's five of them that includes ayla uh, but doesn't include ar fox for the the banter and the camaraderie that they have like man they do it, that's got to be hard it's got to be hard to throw jokes on the fly with yeah. five different people and not it not only makes sense but it be funny and entertaining or uh, aggravating or, or whatever emotion you're trying to get from the crowd, it's got to be pretty a pretty fucking hard job. But they do it. They're all young. They do it really fucking well. They're they're your typical heels. If if let's say the skulk was in your corner and you threw a close handed fist, I'd be legal all day. But if I do it, hey ref, do your job. Yeah. Disqualification. <laughs> you know, it's shit like that. It's shit like that. Again, it, it's it's. If if it's annoying, it's supposed to be annoying. It's it's just great heel work. But anyways, we gotta move on. We gotta move on. <laughs> <clears throat> we can talk about these guys all day. AR, uh, excuse me, all in, all in. Yes, we were alluding to that before. We had to pay some bills. Yep. You want to talk about uh, a little bit what's happening here as far as all in goes? All in. Uh, it has been decided. It will be on WGN America. Well, at least the first hour. They're gonna yes. call that zero hour. Zero Hour is going to take place, uh, I think, at 6 o'clock Central Time. 6 o'clock Central Time. And so WGN America, for those who have it on their cable package, will be able to watch the first hour of All In for free. And then after that, you have to order it via traditional pay-per-view means or get it on the Fight TV app. It is available on Fight TV September 1st. Sears Center, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm going to take the time to plug Fight TV right now because guess what? You can't make it to All In? Hey, that's fine. It's going to be on Fight TV now. Guess what? Matt and Joe here, 20 by 20 crew. We're going to give you 20 bucks towards All In. All you have to do is sign up through the 20 by 20 crew's website for the Fight TV app service, be a new user, and you're going to get $20 of free credit right away, right off the bat. And guess what? If you so choose, you can use it to watch All In. How about that? Get All In half off. That's fucking crazy, dude. And you get to keep it. And you get to keep it. Forever. Forever. Watch so, whenever you want. Yeah, you can watch it as much as you want. And trust me, you're probably going to want to do that more than once because of all the fucking crazy matches they're going to have. Uh, which I'm really excited about one of the parts of the main event. So we'll get we'll get to that in a second. If you want to sign up for Fight TV through the 20 by 20 crew, you got to do that over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E. And uh, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go enjoy some fucking free pay-per-view on us for once. Jesus, do it already. That's but how you support professional wrestling. That's how, yes, support the heels, support the baby faces. If you have to. Yeah. When we say support professional wrestling, we don't mean spend your entire paycheck on it. Save some money. Yeah, save some money. You could you could do both. It looks pretty much like the, the card is finalized. And I say that because every time we, we go to to plug this on the show and cover it, 
they announce another fucking match. So that's kind I of... I see what you're doing. You want more matches. Yeah, so that's kind of the reason why we, <laughs> we have neglected to talk about it for quite a while. But we're going to go over the matches they have listed and, and talk a little bit about them. It really is an interesting card for being kind of pulled together within a few months. Um, you got to remember, this is uh, made up of indie wrestlers, and they have multiple schedules to maintain on top of this show. So the the people that are involved in all this, it's it's just kind of fucking amazing that this is even happening. Right off the bat, you have an over-the-budget battle royal featuring Moose, Jordan Grace, Cole Cabana, Ethan Page, Rocky Romero... And ten more wrestlers to still be announced. Both men and women, by the way. Both men and women. It will be an intergender battle royal, which uh, I have never witnessed. Intergender? No, I don't don't think I have either. So that'll be a first. It's a clusterfuck, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Um, You have the Briscoe Brothers uh, from Ring of Honor taking on... Them boys. (laughs) Taking on Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, which is SCU. Yes, SoCal Uncensored. SoCal Uncensored, also a Ring of Honor um, tag team, who kind of does the free bird thing because of Christopher Daniels being involved. Yes. Hell of a free match to catch, too. Yes, that is also one of the free matches on WGN America. And let me tell you right now, if you have not seen SCU in any form, or the Briscoe Brothers, you are in for a fucking fight. Especially with the Briscoes. Those guys fight like rabid dogs, and I can't, dude, I can't wait. They're going to tear the fucking house down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to go back real quick to the Battle Royal, too. Yes, please. It's important to note that the, uh, the actual winner is going to get a shot at the Ring of Honor World title. And, and I find that intriguing because you have women involved in this, too. Wouldn't it be uh, the, the damnedest thing if, if a woman actually gets a shot at the Ring of Honor World title? That that would be nuts, you know, and it's it's multi-layered here because it's not just that. It's not just that a, a woman could possibly win a shot at a men's title. Also, you have people from, like, representing different promotions who are exclusive or, you know, who do most of their their work for a certain promotion like Moose. Moose and, and Impact Wrestling. Moose and yeah. Impact Wrestling. So for him to get a shot at the Ring of Honor title, that would be fucking huge. Yeah. Not just for indie wrestling but for impact wrestling yeah you have guy i mean it's a small list here but let's look at ethan page i don't recall him being in ring of honor doing anything in the ring of honor no uh jordan grace the same thing same thing and she's currently right now the only female in in this uh in this match and in rocky romero he's done things with ring of honor but it's mainly especially lately he's been under the new japan moniker yeah he's a new japan guy right now so That'd be crazy for him to get a Ring of Honor. So, yeah, so the only Ring of Honor guy on here is Cole Cabana. <laughs> and, and he's just a color commentator. He's a color commentator now. You know, he's Chicago's own, and this is a Chicago show. But I mean, and, and not only that, but we still have 10, 10 more people, 10 more names to, to be announced. To be announced yeah. So. i tell you what, man. If, if, if you are on the fence and you have WGN America, please tune in. If you listen to my, my words, tune in. And, and see the type of energy you're going to see at that all-in show. And the matches you're getting. Battle Royal, interesting concepts, especially being intergender. And then you get the Briscoes, who's still my... I know everyone talks about the Young Bucks. The Briscoes have remained my favorite tag team 
throughout professional wrestling, throughout all the years, with all the new names coming in, the Bucks and all that stuff, it's still about them boys. <laughs> Mainly because I'm afraid to, to turn my back on them. <laughs> <laughs> and in SoCal and Century, Kazarian so, and, uh, and Scorpio Sky, Scorpio Sky, who does, who's finally getting some recognition in, in, in his yeah. name. Man, that dude about can damn go. time. Man, I, that's, what a hell of a way to just kick off all in. Free for everybody else out there. WGN America. I hope you have it. If you have it, check it out. And then we go to uh, a four-way, a four-way women's match. We're on the the main show now. Yeah, this will be the first match of the main show. You've got Madison Rain, Chelsea Green, Britt Baker, and Tessa Blanchard all vying in a four-way match, which for I, what I believe is the Black Label title. I could be wrong. I could have got the promotion wrong, but I'm... Black Label Pro? Black Label Pro. Based out of... Crown Point, Crown Indiana. Crown Point, Indiana. I mean, it makes sense. It's close. I yeah. mean, it's a Chicago show. It's it's Northwest Indiana. It's close by. Not that I'm, far. I'm excited. This will be the first time I get to see Tessa Blanchard. Tessa, unless, yeah. unless we make it to a show before All In somehow and she's there. Yeah, this will be my first time. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard. Actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, Going to meet. I'm looking to meet her the following night, actually, at Warrior Wrestling, uh, doing a meet and greet. Oh, sweet! So she, yeah, she's definitely tearing it up. Uh, she I'm, has been for quite some man, time, man. I know she is the current Rise champion. It's only a matter of time before she takes that Impact Wrestling Knockouts title. Yeah, they're working on it. So, <laughs> you know, you got Chelsea Grade, who actually just recently left Impact Wrestling. Yep. She's still doing good things, and then uh, Britt Baker. I've seen I've seen a few of her matches. She's a good talent. Madison Rain, probably my least favorite out of the, out of the four in here. Yeah, but she she can still put on a decent decent match. But I'm looking forward to see Tessa Blanchard work live. This is my first time seeing her. She's an absolute powerhouse in that ring, and uh, I can't wait. I can't either, man. Hell of a way to either. kick off the main main show. And then you have uh, the the third member of SoCal Uncensored in Christopher Daniels taking on Green Arrow himself, Stephen Amell, which I'm. How you feel about this one? I, I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't know. You know when 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 Stephen Amell got kind of uh, hooked up with the Bullet Club in uh, I think it was September of last year. You sound about right. He he did a spot for them in San Antonio at a show, and I wasn't privy to it when it when it happened. I just heard that it happened, and and I heard the results of the show. But it's been interesting ever since, and from it's to my understanding that this is going to be his first full fledged pro wrestling match. Okay, so I guess, I guess the last spot didn't count. For whatever reason. Right. But yeah, he's taking on Christopher Daniels, who, uh, fucking Ring of Honor vet, multi, multi-time champion, uh, multi-tag champion, and he can still go. I mean, he's up there in age, but he can still go. And like, Ring of Honor is like the fucking house that Christopher Daniels built, more oh, or yeah. less, you know? For sure. So, I, this is going to be really fucking interesting. Especially if they play it up as SoCal Uncensored versus Bullet Club. Which I'm assuming they are because that's kind of the part of the reason he's part of the show. So the way I feel about this match actually is uh, obviously there's no excitement for me for Stephen Amell making this. Yeah, I, I mean it, he's a good actor. I I I might 
I've watched a little bit of Arrow. It's a decent show. Yeah, I'm not excited, but it is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. You know, if you're going to put him in there, you, you got to... I, I wish Christopher Daniels had a better opponent for this match, for this show. <laughs> but if you're going to put Stephen Amell in the ring, Christopher Daniels is a great pick. Because, obviously, there's not many guys who are a better ring general. And that's there's pun in, intended with that one. <laughs> If you keep up with Ring of Honor, <clears throat> but uh, not many better ring generals than Christopher Daniels, so uh, he'll he'll take care of Stephen Amell. He'll guide him, and uh, if he's if there's any pregame uh, match working, then he's definitely going to have him prepared. As long as Stephen Amell can keep up, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Next on the card, you have a six-man tag. In the form of the legendary Rey Mysterio Jr., Bandito, and Ray Phoenix against the Golden Elite in the form of the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit indeed. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not too familiar with Bandito, although we got to see him. I got to see him for the first time live uh, when we went to Progress the other night. That was a cool moment. Man, well, they they won the moment. Progress Tag Team Championships. Um, him and El Flamita mm-hmm. again uh, from CCK in the form of Chris Brooks and Ar Fox. <laughs> Kid Lichen is on the mend with a broken collarbone, so he didn't perform. Although he was in attendance, he, we did see him in the bleachers uh, for different spots of the show. But this this is going to be crazy. Bandito is built like a brick shit house for being that small of a guy. And uh, for him to do things like he was doing and wear a mask, it's fucking crazy. And then you've got him teamed up with Rey Mysterio and Phoenix. Uh, For those of you who have Netflix, do yourself a favor. Go check out Lucha Underground Seasons 1 and 2. You get to see a lot of Phoenix on there. Uh, Hell of a worker. He's also on Impact Wrestling frequently. He's he's also on Impact Wrestling. This match, it's, it's not even... One of the main event matches. No. It's just a regular... It's a mid-card match. <clears throat> and, dude, I, I can't fucking wait. It'll be my first time seeing Kota Ibushi live. So, I, dude, I can't wait. Now, two things here. Bandito, yeah, I, mean, I mentioned cool moment. He had a really fucking cool moment with the, our, the Chicago crowd at the Progress show. Um, I wasn't aware of the... Dollars being yeah, thrown. that's it's it's tradition in lucha. When it comes to lucha wrestling, uh, it is tradition for the crowd if they are pleased with the performance of the luchadors to take money and throw it into the ring. And I had no idea you did not know that. So while we were at the Progress show, uh, El Flamita and Bandito won win the tag team titles, surprised the hell out of everybody. Oh yeah, and. The next thing you know, they're in their in the ring celebrating, and you just see wadded up bills come flying in the ring, and you know I I sat and explained it to Matt like this is just tradition, this is what you do for for luchadors that you you enjoy, and um, Bandito was like damn near in tears. Yeah, well there was also an all in chant. Yeah, there was an all in chant. chant and, and- yeah, he uh, he definitely was um, when he when he said thank you Chicago. You can definitely hear it in his voice. Yeah, uh, it was a really cool moment, and that was my first time seeing Bandito live. 
Uh, I honestly couldn't tell you if I've seen a match prior. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, same here. I, but uh, apparently, the re- what got him signed to All In was the way he's been tearing it up on on the indie promotions. So awesome. he, he must be doing something right for for them to have asked asked him. I mean, I was impressed for what yeah, I saw. So was I. So was I. Um, the other thing too I wanted to bring up was the Young Bucks. Now, obviously, Young Bucks were co-contributors to this show. Are you surprised at all that they're not in a higher-profile match? With all due respect to Kota Ibushi and their opponents, are you surprised they're not more in a main events-esque match? I kind of am. I kind of am because... I, I say I, I kind of because I'm, I'm very on the fence with this because... It does make sense for them to have a mid-card match. They're, yeah, they were a big hand in the show happening, but it doesn't mean they have to be the main event. And I okay. think the other part of That's me, the other part of me, kind of realizes like you know what, they have enough um, faith in in the product that they're putting out that they don't need to be the main event. You know, it's like they're they're not necessarily worried about the quality of the show. Because of the way they booked it and who's on the show, so that they don't have to be the focal point of their own show, and I think that speaks volumes about just not only the matches they got booked, but the the way these guys do business. Yeah. So, yeah, makes sense to me. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. Um, and then again, uh, we have another first, I believe. If Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time we'll see the villain Marty Skrull take on the Rainmaker himself, Kazuchika Okada. At least a one-on-one match. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I think there was tag matches. In I was going to say, I think this is the their first singles match. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this one. Uh, also, um, two New Japan guys. Well, Marty's Ring of Honor, but uh, does a lot of work for New Japan. Yeah. Uh, Rainmaker just came off of a, a, a world championship uh, year, year-long reign. Two just years. About two years. Two years. Um, and, and almost won the G1. And then almost won the G1. It'll be cool to see him with uh, his his little, the little different persona that he's going on now with the red hair the and, the, and the balloons. No Gato. No Gato either, Gato, yeah, yeah, they split ways, so Gato's not going to be by his side, as far as I know, um, for this for this show. So, uh, still, another match that I'm looking forward to, man. I, I enjoy both of these guys. I don't remember seeing them fight one another in a singles match, so it excites me. It excites me to know when, I can't wait. It's going to be good. Uh, Okada, who, to me, is, is the better wrestler here, um... Uh, He's gonna push Marty to the limits, and I'm I'm really gonna dig seeing Marty go to a different a different place as far as his in ring work. Uh, I mean, he's still gonna do his his spots or at least attempt to do them, and that's cool. But uh, yeah, being being in in, in the uh, in a match with somebody the caliber of Kazuchika Okada, you know, it's it definitely t- it takes a good wrestler makes him better. And, and I think that's what's going to happen with Marty Skrull. I think this is the perfect opponent for him on this platform, on this stage. So uh, this was announced pretty relatively early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think this was like the second match announced for the show. Yeah, second or third, yeah. yeah so, yeah, it's um, it's going to be good. It's going to be a really good match. One of my uh, one of my favorite matches uh, to as far as the the pre-show or the before the before the live show. One of my favorite matches to, to, to hype, be hyped about. So, I'm excited about that. Up next is uh, the bad boy Joey Janela taking on He's a Hang- bad bad boy. <laughs> Uh, taking on Hangman Adam Page. I'm. I'm really. I'm. I'm more excited about this match now, after watching Adam Page's G1 performance, than I was previous to that. He has. He has become like, the fucking premier guy. Oh yeah. Um, to watch right now, he's just. It's all making sense to him. He's very fluid in the ring. He's he's pulling off shit that you normally don't see him pull off. And uh, for him to go up against Joey Janela, it holy shit that Joey Janela is like all over the damn place. He's he's very versatile. He's he's uh, he's a he's a light heavyweight. He's a heavyweight. He's a hardcore wrestler. He can. He can do it all in, in, in the fucking... He can turn on a dime and just hit you with something else. And it's going to be really fucking interesting to see the the newly uh, leveled up Hangman Page take on somebody like this. Especially if... Uh, who is that? Penelope? Penelope Ford. Yeah, who's who's at ringside with Joey Janela. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, you, you kind of beat me to it there. Uh, Hangman Page... That G one performance, you know, six points or, or, or not, I I think I don't think many people stood out more, especially not A block, than Hangman Page. Not I, yeah, not for me. Man. Yeah, I mean, obviously Kazuchika Okada had a good run, you know, um, Tanahashi had a gr- good run, but you expect those guys to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was who's going to be the dark horse in this tournament, and yeah, again. He only won three matches out of his nine, but you, his level of matches. Which yeah, you, is, it, it was, dude. It, it, you you got caught up in his matches, like you stopped paying attention to points. Yeah, it didn't know, matter. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. He, he was just putting on really great matches. I mean, the the level of matches. You know, you look at this at this guy, and and this is the point that I'm I, I was kind of making earlier. Where let's say WWE does take all those other guys I mentioned. Well, what's left? Well, first of all, in the Bullet Club, you still have Hangman Page. Yes. That ain't all that bad. No. Yeah, he's not best ball machine, Kenny Omega, but who's to say that he he can't? Be. He can't be exactly. You know, and 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 actually, it was night two of the G one. Uh, actually, I take that back. It was night one. Of the G1, when when Hangman Page uh, won against Bad Luck Fale via disqualification, right? Kenny Omega uh, helped out make the save, and as he's walking the back. Kenny Omega looked in the camera, pointed at Hangman Page, said, "This is the future of professional wrestling, not just a Bullet Club, of professional, professional wrestling. wrestling." And, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't character. That's a legit statement right there. Yeah, and. I'm I'm so excited about this. 
Uh, Joey Janela, I'm a, I'm a fan of. But this is one of those instances where I, I think Hangman Page has got his number at this point. I don't know who wins this match. I'm not predicting winners at this point, but Hangman Page is on a whole another, another level. level. Hell yeah, dude. My God, is he. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I such a rise. Such a rise from where he was a few years ago. I mean, good for him. Good for him. There's a guy, there's a student of the game that paid attention, and this is what happens when you when you pay attention and you learn and you study. You get as good as he is, and he he hasn't fully scratched the surface yet. Yeah, he's just starting out. That's that's the best yeah, part about that's it. That's the best part about it. Uh, and then you have the the winner of the battle royal at the beginning of the show, taking on the current Ring of Honor heavyweight champion in the form of Jay Lethal. I'm always excited to see Jay Lethal. Yeah, and uh, despite my uh, my naysayer. In the internet wrestling community, who I still haven't heard back from yet. Oh, about his dreads. About his dreads, yeah. <laughs> um, Jay, Jay Lethal is uh, is a talent to watch, man. And sure, he's still in Ring of Honor, but he's their fucking heavyweight champ right now. He's got to be doing something right. He's no fucking slouch. He's he's one of those guys. You you go, you see, you watch him live. He always puts on a show, and he he really does um, kind of play. He, he kind of uh, wrestles better depending on who he's wrestling with. I'll give I'll give you that much when it comes to like his habits or you know his his uh, his routine. It'll be really interesting who who wins that battle royal. Especially since we're still waiting on 10 other people to be yeah. announced, you know? There's still 10 more names. But uh, you have that, that going on. So the Ring of Honor Championship will be defended at All In. That's huge news in it of itself. No matter who's champion. No matter who's champion. Or challenging. And speaking of heavyweight championships, I'm going to I'm gonna skip a match and then go back to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so another big... Well, it should be. It should be bigger than it is, quite frankly. Another big uh, notion going on with this show is the fact that the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, the legendary 10 pounds of gold, is being defended at this show. Current champ Nick Aldis trying to complete his his championship quest, uh, taking on Cody for the NWA Heavyweight title. Uh, one that his family has a lot of history with. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, it would be the feather in his cap to take this title away from Nick Aldis. To do that, to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, again, a, a, a title that is synonymous with his family, and to do it at a show that he put together. Somebody's daddy would be very proud if that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it just it, it it kind of all makes sense, that that sense and and you're right, the fact that the NWA World Heavyweight Championship is defended at this show should be a bigger deal than it is. There's a lot of reasons why it's not. You know, we that, that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just I'm just extent I'm uh, the the old school wrestler in me is ex- uh, wrestling fan. I'm sorry, is 
ecstatic that one we're going to an indie show yeah. of this caliber, and two that you have championships from two other organizations being defended on this indie show on the same night. Yeah, like that, dude. That's that another thing off of my bucket list uh, as far as wrestling events go. Because I thought I would never see that. That's what I mean by golden age of, of wrestling. Uh, exa- bad, exactly. Man. Anything is possible. I don't want to sound cliche or, or anything like that, but anything is possible at this point. You're right. Anything is possible. And that brings us to the last match that has been announced. Oh, what's this? Holy fuck. Do yourself a favor right now. I want you guys to stop listening to this episode, right? Just put it on pause, Okay. If you don't have a New Japan subscription, to you know, if you don't have a New Japan World subscription, that's okay. I'm not even going to ask you to do that right now because I talk too much about Kenny Omega as it is. I want to focus on somebody else right now. You have a Netflix subscription. You have access to YouTube. Look up the name Pentagon Jr. You don't know who I'm talking about. You're fucking about to. <laughs> this man is out of his fucking mind. He is... Not to not to take anything away from uh, super crazy, but this guy is an insane luchador. He gets bloodied up. He wrestles hardcore. He doesn't give a fuck. He has zero fear, which is also uh, another. It's a name he goes by. Yeah, it's another form of his moniker. But uh, he is facing Kenny Omega for the first time ever anywhere the moment this was even rumored to be going on i fucking lost my shit this is you know you and i always fantasy book shit yeah this is one i can't fucking wait to see they beat us to it they beat us to it awesome i I can't fucking (laughs) wait to me this no matter no matter how what what order this card goes in for me that is my main event right there so it, it it's so funny because my wife, who, who makes <laughs> every time we talk about Katie Omega, you laugh because you know where I'm going with this. My 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 wife knows I'm a huge Kenny Omega fan, and she makes a lot of uh, jokes about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, with All In, she knew how how hype we were about, about All In. She obviously an extremely supportive wife. I love her for that. And she asked me, who Kenny Omega is facing? I was like, well, he doesn't have a match right now. I was like, he's kind of hurt, too, because it's the time he's dealing with the G1 with the, dude, the heel. Dude, I got so scared because, you know, they announced he had the fracture in his heel. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he gets pulled from the Golden Elite match because it was supposed to be Kenny and the Bucks against Mysterio, Bandito, and Phoenix. Okay. So they pulled him, and I'm like, fuck, man. He's out. He's out, and like... Don't get me wrong, like it's it would have been okay with me. Sure, I mean, it would have been hurt. it yeah. would have been disheartening, but it would have been okay with me. We did get to see Kenny Omega wrestle. Yeah, we, live yeah, we, yeah, we've seen him live before, so you know. But yeah, I mean, if you're hurt, you're hurt. You can't go. You can't go. But uh, she asked me, "Is like, well, you know, this is kind of like a like a dream thing kind of thing, right? So who, who would you want to put him in there?" My exact answer was Seattle. Miedo, and <laughs> she's like, "Who's that?" And I showed her who I was talking about, and I was like, 
he's my other obsession. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you got two of my favorite guys in the business today. And when you told me that this was going to happen, I, I mean, I had goosebumps. I mean, you gotta be <laughs> fucking kidding me. As if this show couldn't get any better for me. Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. I mean, that right there is indeed a fucking dream match. The two two guys who wrestle for completely different companies. You know, Kenny Omega, New Japan. You know, he does spots for Ring of Honor, too. You know, Pentagon, who does who wrestles in every other company but those two. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus, he's all over the place. With so many fucking names. It's hard to keep up with sometimes. But, I mean, man, you can catch this guy on, on Lucha Underground. You can catch him on Impact Wrestling. You can catch him on PCW Ultra, which we've talked about in the show. PWG. PWG. You can catch him on All In. You know, so that right there is indeed a dream match. No titles necessary. No anything necessary. That's a dream match. Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. Who's going to win this match? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure it's fucking excited. I'll be there live to find out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a winner, man. No? They're, th- no, they're going to go fucking full throttle, and they're both going to come out of this fucking bloodied and beaten, dude. There's just no way. There's no two ways about it. So it's a, it's, it's a Pentagon match. Pentagon can fucking wrestle with the best of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he has a tendency to go in extreme. I, I take I, it this match probably be the same thing. He goes for me. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, there's, I don't think there's any way Kenny Omega escapes that ring without being bloody, which excites me. Man, I, he, I, dude, it's gonna be a hell of a he's match. A scary, yeah, it's a scary dude to be. <laughs> he's scary. With. He's so fucking scary. <laughs> but that's your all in card thus far. Th- yeah. Again. We've, we've waited a little while to uh, cover this because they keep adding fucking matches and changing matches. So this looks to be the finalized card. We're about two weeks away. Yeah, I'm, I'm, to say that I'm excited is the understatement of the century. We're 15 days away from All In. You believe it? It's, it's here. It, dude, it's, it's, right, here. it's right around the fucking corner. You know, the, 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 one of the biggest shows that you and I will ever be in be at is here because my wish is that all in happens next year and the year after that and so on and so forth but no matter where it's at we were at the first one we were at the first one just like absolutely just like those people that are around today and there's i'm sure it's many because it was only 30 lower 30 years ago but (laughs) they were saying that they were at the first wrestlemania first wrestlemania yep no matter how we feel about the company right now to say you were at the garden for that first wrestlemania has to be a cool fucking thing. Oh, hell yeah, You know, yeah, the dude. very first, you know. Hell yeah. So here we are. What I hope to be, and again, don't shoot at me. I'm not saying this is going to be the next WrestleMania, but the next big rest, uh, wrestling event. And we were at the first. I can't wait. The little engines that, that people said couldn't, they did. They did. And good for them. They're going to make a fuck ton of money. Sold out. Sold out. 30 minutes. Faster than the garden. I know it's smaller than the garden, though, too. Still. But still. Faster <laughs> than the garden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I cannot, cannot fucking wait. This is what, this is the reason why we do pot, this podcast. It's, it's, it's for shit like this that bring out the, the love and passion of professional wrestling. When the wrestlers have it, 
it's so easy for us as fans to have it because it's just so goddamn fun. Yep. And that's that's all we ever want from professional wrestling. Be fun. Have some have some life, have some spirit. And that's what all in's all about. I can't wait to see Rocky Romero again. The last time I saw Rocky Romero was at a Ring of Honor show and he was such a fucking heel. Forever but, hooligans? Um I I don't remember if he was uh part of that yet or not. I just know he, he came in and he was uh, he was just, he was a heel to anyone and everyone, including the kids in the audience. And there was a little girl, I want to say she was probably about seven or eight years old. She was with her parents and she was sitting in front of us. We were like fourth or fifth row. So she was like fourth row, fourth you know, whatever row was right in front of us. And <laughs> she she just started like going going at him, like he would give her shit, she would give him shit, and w- everybody started sticking up for this little girl. Like, yeah, you go, little girl. <laughs> and so he came over to jaw with her again. He's like, "You shut your mouth, little girl." Whatever. She's like, "You know what?" You got chicken legs. <laughs> and we all started dying laughing. Like uh, It was like me and like seven or eight of my close friends at the time. We're, we all had went to the show together. So we all started chanting, chicken leg, chicken leg. And we got everybody else to do it. And he didn't know what the hell was going on. He knew it was, it was centered towards him. But uh, he's seen her. <laughs> She's standing up on her seat. Chicken leg. You know. And, uh, yeah, we, the crowd was having a, hell, a whole hell of a lot of fun with it. So I'm excited to see Chicken Leg again. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, we're watching uh, Evolve 111. Uh, we're, this is we're, the main event here. Oh, this is the main event. Yeah. All right, so you have Stokely Hathaway. Forgot about this one. And uh, who who is he in there with? Stokely Hathaway is teaming with Chris Dickinson. Of, Just Chris Dickinson? Yeah. Okay. Of so, Catchpoint versus Catchpoint. Uh, Hot Sauce. Tracy Williams for in a two-on-one handicap I quit match. Career. Oh, I get it. I he took his eye. <laughs> That's probably what they did there, actually. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and it's it, whoever whoever quits is is out of out of wrestling, out of evolve. And it looks like Stokely Hathaway just quit. So Stokely's leaving. Stokely's out. Hot sauce is still there. That's your main event. It was def. It was. I mean, Stokely Hathaway's not a wrestler. He's. I don't know what you want to call. He's him. He's a manager. Yeah, manager. A valet. Barely, barely manages. But um, it's definitely a hardcore style. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, catches, catch can wrestling here. Oh no, not at all. There's thumbtacks and a fucking <laughs> screwdriver and some tables and chairs. You don't see screwdrivers that often anymore. No, you don't. They really did a number on his face, man, on Tracy Williams' eye. They fucked him over good with that screwdriver. So I, I got to ask you real quick. If you're a professional wrestler, how hardcore are, are you, or were you, would you be comfortable doing? You, are, you, are you okay with sharp needles? Oh, well, you're diabetic. Because I know you, you, you know. You, <laughs> you know what? Uh, this is an interesting question because uh, it's, and it's multi-layered. So, one, I'm the kind of person where I either do it all or I don't do it. Okay. Okay? So keep that in mind. Okay. Two, I don't fear very much in life. Okay. I've, I, you know, my life hasn't been all peaches and cream. And, sure. uh 
I'm just that kind of person. I'm, you know, society has hardened me for the most part, and, you know, minus some clowns and some toe socks, like, I, I'm really not afraid of anything or anyone. And I thought, I thought those were my only two kryptonites, if you will, until uh, about two years ago, because of my diet, my newfound diabetes, I had to get injections in my eyes. Oh. And uh, let me tell you folks, it's something you just don't get used to. The moment that I learned that I had to have these things, uh, my wife has a phobia, anything with eyes, she can't, she can't stand, she can't do. She found out, she was practically in fucking tears. You're gonna do what to my husband's eyes? Yeah, we're gonna stick needles in his eyes. And she was there for one of the treatments. Dude, it it might make people vomit if you're not used to something like that. As far as the pain goes, um, I thought I would not believe my doctor when he said it's not as bad as it seems. Because you're fucking sticking a needle in my eye. <laughs> but uh, he's right. I thought it would hurt a lot more than it does, and it doesn't. I mean, it does, but it, it's not a whole lot of pain. It's a real small pinch, very quick, and that's it. So, it just, it has that, it's something that's like very ominous. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. of, you know, it's like archaic in nature. You're taking, you know, there's no there's no advanced technology here. There's no gel they put in your eye. I mean, they, they give you like numbing agent. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no like miracle cure for the shit. Like, he's got to fucking take a syringe and play darts with your fucking eye. <laughs> so, yeah. For me to do something like this with uh, screwdrivers and whatnot, fuck it, bring it on. Thumbtacks, why not? I, I can barely feel my feet in, in the lower parts of my legs because of the neuropathy, so it ain't going to hurt me too much. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm definitely afraid of heights, but I would actually do the spots of being thrown off something high before I do anything with thumbtacks. Really? Yeah, I I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm a baby when I step on a thumbtack, you know. <laughs> Like my my it, whole my whole life is ruined. It hurts, but <laughs> there's there's worse shit out there. I like, mean, I, I know I know they use a lot of times they use the smaller ones. Still know. doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Doesn't, still doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. hurt, but yeah, it's it's. I don't know, man. Not not for me. Not for me. But then again, I'm not a professional wrestler. If I was, and you know, we have a chance to steal the show, I might I might do it. Yeah, I might do it. <laughs> Speaking of stealing the show, before we wrap things up, uh, SummerSlam is he gonna anything gonna steal the show for you? No. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> this is actually gonna be the first year personally for me that I'm not going to watch it live, and it's not out of uh, protest or anything like that. It's just I have no desire. First time in a long time that I'm not watching SummerSlam live. Yeah. Um. Just don't want to. Same here. Uh, again, my daughter is pretty much completely unenamored with the WWE product right now. Uh, so am I. And um, 
I, I really can't, like, nothing sticks out to me. Nothing ex- is exciting to me. I, it's nothing that I have to watch right away anyway. I mean, I will watch the card eventually. eventually. I'll, I will watch the show, but I'm not going to do it live. And, uh, and let me tell you, if I do, if on the, on the off chance that I do, it'll be because I'm probably busy working on a website or something. Yeah. So just for, like, background noise. So, I I mean, Finn Balor, you and I are not his biggest fans, but he's a good talent. He gets Baron Corbin for the second time in in a, in a row. Yeah, Don't, not not interested. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy after the stunt they pulled at Extreme Rules. Nope. Not not interested. Daniel Bryan versus Miz is everybody's dream match. Besides, you know, everybody that isn't an actual wrestling fan, not interested. Uh, Carmella is still your SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm not interested in who she's facing. I don't care. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus South Rollins. Should be a decent match. But, uh, again, it's going to be more storytelling than wrestling. Not interested. Braun Strowman, uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, not interested. <laughs> uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. I don't want to see Alexa job for Ronda. Uh, yeah, and the, and I, I like like we talked about before on the previous episode. I I hate to say it, but it, there's a good possibility. There's that, a good that possibility happens. that Ronda Rousey in, in what her third match on TV at least yeah. is going to be a champion. That's 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 good business there. I'm uh, <laughs> Johnny Cianamas. As we said, he's teaming with Lena Vega take on Rusev and Lana on the pre-show. No thanks. It's a fucking pre-show match. Pre-show match. Yeah, that's, that's uh, I'm glad he left uh, international wrestling, indie wrestling for that. Yeah. Uh, B teams defend the titles against the revival on the pre-show. Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulley. How about this? The cruiserweight championship can't make the fucking main show still. Pre-show match there. The Cedric Alexander man. versus Drew Gulak should be a pr- really good match actually. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be on a pre-show. So maybe if I got nothing going on Sunday afternoon, maybe I'll turn the pre-show like fourth. 20-ish, because that's when they'll be on. Bro. Yeah, bro. That's for you. Uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. I want to care about this I want to care about I it. I fucking want to care about it, but they're going to ruin it, man. They're going to yeah. ruin it for me. I'm going to wait, and, and I'm going to I'm gonna look at other people's reviews. Usually, I make my own opinion. I'm going to make my opinion on whether I should watch this based off your reviews. So, if you hear me out there, uh, definitely uh, let me know. And then, of course, you have... Who is this guy? Is it is it Bra 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 Lesnar? I never heard Lesnar. of this guy. Apparently, he's defending something called a Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. Uh, it's this piece of leather that has some gold on it. Yeah, it's it's red, isn't it? I I, I don't know. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen that fucking thing. I don't know what color it is anymore. Yeah, uh, that's that's happening. That's your main event. Uh, nothing, nothing sounds appealing there. Uh, Saturday night, I might, I might check it out though. NXT Takeover Brooklyn. Yes, I'm excited already. You got, uh, you got the Undisputed Era defending the tag team titles against Mustache Mountain, who we got to see live. That you know what? That was probably one of my only regor- regrets at that Progress show is that we didn't get to see Mustache Mountain as a tag as a tag team. team yeah, that would have been so cool. They're they're so good. Yeah, team, dude. I absolutely love them. This is a great rivalry too between these two teams. Hell yeah, dude! That's, That's gonna be another good match. 
understatement. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you have Shayna Baszler defending the women's title against Kyrie Sane. A rematch to last year's uh, May Young uh, May Young Classic final. Yep. Now it's for the belt. Uh, Shayna Baszler is definitely coming to her own. She's a legit worker. I think she retains. I think so too. Yep. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna keep this going on for for a long time, or at least for a while longer. Uh, you got Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Oh shit. Velveteen Dream, he's due for a win too at a, at a main, big show. He is. Uh, Velveteen Dream is it, the the only bad thing about him is that he works for WWE. <laughs> <laughs> he does it well though. He does it well. Uh, you got Adam Cole, baby, defending his North American Championship against Ricochet. And now you know what I don't. Is that still gonna go on? Do we know for sure? Because uh, Ricochet's hurt. Oh, Ricochet's hurt. As far as I know, he's hurt. Um, I don't know if that's going to keep him out of the ring. Uh, and I, quite honestly, I couldn't tell you what kind of injury it is because I haven't kept up with it, but I do know he's supposedly hurt. So hopefully we still get to see that match. But if we do see it, he's going to be hurt. So, According to a recent uh, interview from Triple H, uh, his answer is yes and no. He tweaked a little bit, but it looks like he's still going to go on. Okay. So Adam Cole versus Ricochet. I'm yeah. always excited to see Adam Cole and Ricochet. So hopefully he can work, whether he's injured or not. I mean, shit. Um, that should be a barn burner, man. Yeah, can't wait. Speaking of injured, Alistair Black got injured and he dropped Fuck. the NXT Championship to Tommaso Ciampa, and Tommaso Ciampa is going to defend that title against Johnny Gargano in a Last Man Standing match. It should be good, but personally, I hope this is the last time. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think it's. uh, I think it needs to be over, said, and done with. And I think the only reason they're doing this is because uh, Alistair got hurt. Yeah. So. But those two got some good chemistry together. Should be be a fun match. I'm. I'm not trying to take any of that away from them. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the point of all this is that we can praise WWE with something. (laughs) I'm not watching SummerSlam. You're not watching SummerSlam again. It's not out of protest. It's not. We're not telling you not to watch it. If you want to watch it, fine. You don't have. You, you don't have reason, ways of doing it. Go to our website twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash wwe network. You'll so, be you'll be redirected to uh, what we feel is an awesome deal for for the WWE network. Yeah, and I subscribe to it. I mean, it's it's not something I watch on the regular, but. They have awesome stuff on there. You can't deny that. Their, their network is awesome. Yeah, have, absolutely. Especially when it comes to old school stuff. They got a lot of old school stuff. So, yeah. Come come get it through us and, and possibly at a discount. So Yeah. And we're going to wrap this up. Thank you again for joining us for our 26th episode. 26? 26. you believe that? Uh, no, I don't. Man, <laughs> our, our, our show is in its, its mid-20s. It's growing up so fast. <laughs> Uh, before we go, though, on, on, a, on a Saturday note, we recently found out about the passing of the legendary Jim, the Anvil Neidhart. Uh, obviously, our condolences go out to the entire Neidhart and Hart family and all the fans out there. We are definitely mourning his passing as well. Um, for you, what did Jim Neidhart mean to you? Tag team wrestling. 
um, when I first got into watching wrestling and I started to watch the WWF at the time, mm-hmm. um, the Hart Foundation with him and Brett the Hitman Hart oh, yeah. were not only a staple of their tag team division, but just tag team wrestling in general, man. The the way the the way they had um, chemistry in that ring together and to watch them grow over the years um, was something awesome, something special to me. We're definitely one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Um, that should be that should be on everyone's list, man, for, for top tag teams. Yeah. The, the original Heart Foundation. Um, I can't I can't say that I agree with everything that he's done in his career. Um, I wish he would have kind of cut it cut it short a few times, because to watch him come back and then just not be himself, right? Um, just would like inevitably hurt him in his career, you know. But it, it is it's still sad. It's it's still sad that he passed and. Uh, Again, our, our condolences uh, to all the family members. You know, it stuff like this gets reported on the internet when it happens, and it's it's a news article, it's a news blurb, and and that's it. And for me, you know, it's just it's another article, and and unless I sit and take the time to, you know, soak it all in, it doesn't really faze me too much. But I found a, a photo. And then I posted that photo in our our Facebook group of um, the Hart Foundation with uh, British Bulldog, um, Brian Pillman, and Brett Owen, and Brett Owen. Yeah. And Brett is the only one in color in the photo. Now, you know, he's the he's the sole survivor of that organization, that that clique, if you will, and. To see that makes you put things in perspective. That's for sure. It, it man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, "Holy shit!" I had not thought about that until yeah. I saw that photo. And yeah, it's it's so disheartening, man. To to just lose another an, another um, famous wrestler that I grew up watching. Yeah, you know, it's uh, man, it was sobering to say the least. You know, it's like coming to an end of a, of a generation, if you will. And you know, the thing is, I I know he wasn't in the best of health uh, in, in his recent years, but uh, still a young guy. Yeah. You know, so um, for me, he the, that that picture, that that faction, that Heart Foundation, uh, for that time, that was that was during a time when I was breaking into the business if you remember back in episode one when I broke into wrestling that was maybe less than a year after I, I started watching wrestling and I was that was the first faction that I've ever seen I understand you know I'm showing my younger age here where you know you had the Heart Foundation of Bretton and, and Neidhart in the 80s and early 90s which I eventually obviously went back to, to see and, and see these, the level of matches they were putting on. But it was it was such an intriguing faction. And, like, they... Before I knew what heel was, I knew these guys were the epitome of heel. And to me, stuff like that always stands, stands by me because you have guys that are closest thing to perfecting the business 
especially at that time, as far as the overall perspective of what they're trying to convey, what message they're trying to convey. And I didn't get it at, at the time, you know, because it's like, why, why do you want people to hate you? And they did it so well. And, you know, going back and watching his matches with Brett and, and seeing the anvil during his prime, Man, he was he was obviously a powerhouse. Yeah. But, but I think what people kind of forget is that he actually he had great technical wrestling ability. He did. And it obviously Bret Hart was a technician, but especially if you will go back to the earlier matches with with uh, you know Anvil was kind of the guy that taking over those matches more so than Bret. Mm-hmm. And it, it it showed he was he was a great ring general and. That kind of gets lost lost in the shuffle a bit, and uh, I I implore people to take advantage of things like WWE Network to go back and see what we're talking about there, and just enjoy uh, uh, some great tech, fantastic tag team wrestling. And you're right, that picture that you posted really really took me back too, and it was it, it's it's really disheartening is the perfect word because that's exactly what it was for me, and it was just holy shit. You know, the the last of, of a dying breed, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our, our our thoughts on that. Again, you know, our, our condolences to the family and you know to anyone that's that's deeply affected by that. Uh, you know, Jim Neidhart, wherever you're at, uh, we you know we both hope that you're resting in peace. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to see the picture that we're talking about. You can catch it in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. We are available on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash 20x20crew. You can catch us on Twitter at 20x20crew, Instagram at 20x20crew. Um, Our home base, obviously, on the web is 20x20crew.com. You can find everything in anything you want uh, to know about the 20x20 crew there Uh, we also are on YouTube still looking for subscribers Um, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube where we have exclusive content in the form of the following contest where we fantasy book matches and we put them on YouTube and YouTube only Um, starting in September we have a an Instagram uh, promotion going on uh, that'll start uh, September second, right after All In. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, and then uh, before we go, one last parting uh, parting notion here. I want to give a shout out to a little girl um, whose extended family of the Twenty by Twenty crew. Her name's Dina. Dina, I hope uh, meeting Pete Dunn the other night was uh, <laughs> the highlight of your uh, your night and uh, and your life. And I hope you you continue to stay a wrestling fan. So uh, until next time, we will see, see you in, in the, the ring. ring.